I'm Camille. I'm Anita. And, and we're, we're the Soul Sisters. Sisters. Welcome to another episode of Soul Sisters Balancing Act. I'm going to let Anita introduce our wonderful guest here today. Miss Christine Bond Giovanni has been um, a friend of mine and um, a, not co-worker, but we worked together in the fitness industry for many years. And now she is currently a life success coach. And she is directing women of all vast varieties on uh, living your life passionately and living your life to find value within instead of reaching out all the time. So we want to welcome Miss Chris here. Welcome. Thank you. Um, and we have a topic today. I'll shoot back to Camille because she usually kind of opens up with everything. Yes. Yeah, so today we are all going to talk about finding your own empowerment from within and living through your passions. And so we're all going to kind of take our own take at what that means to us, how we found that in our own industries. Um, we all are kind of blazing our own path um, through women empowerment, through doing what you love, supporting and helping other women. Um, so we're all going to kind of give our own take on the topic today. And Anita, would you like to add anything else or should we um, have Chris start? And definitely at the same time when we're going to be talking about the, the passion led stuff, it's almost like... How do you take that risk to live through your passions and still continue to feel empowered through them and empower other people? So I'm super excited about this topic. It was kind of a combination one that Chris and I um, kind of came up together, and I think it's going to be a great one to chat about today. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited to throw my millennial take on oh my this God, after, yeah. but I want to see what direction you okay. take before I before I go in through would what you my like process to, Would you was. like to lead or would you like to let me go? you go okay and, and you can listen we kind of yeah. we like to spring stuff on people like everyone knows so yeah, and, we'll and we kind of go in the moment um I and even with my statement that I held I hold true to myself is living through my passions and bringing my family along with me so then they can live and continue to strive through their passions um through all of their ages and all of their transitions so that's a big thing that I lead my life by right now and through doing that, even though putting myself out there or out of the box or in a different direction or feeling vulnerable, it's given me a sense of empowerment when I accomplish the little or the big things. So even though passion-led stuff can be kind of whimsical or take you on a path that can kind of go up and down, I see whether the path be short or long, there was a purpose. And as long as I've, I've taken a little bit of purpose from that as I'm guiding through is a big developmental thing for me. And that's where I find my empowerment. So I had my babies at home. A lot of people aren't comfortable with that. But through that gave me self-empowerment and made me feel like a different kind of mom than I expected to be myself. I've done a fitness show. And through that narrow path we've all been on, not many people live and it gets scary and it gets to be alone, but it felt right and it felt like a passion of mine. So I pushed through that passion. I felt empowerment. It didn't matter at the placing. It didn't matter how my pregnancy, you know, everything was good and healthy. But at the same time, that was me leading myself through what was driving me and listening to those passions and allowing me to learn from the good and the bad and gaining the empowerment from them after. So that is kind of what I took when when we kind of first titled um, mm -hmm. what we we're gonna chat about today. Miss Chris. Yeah, and you know what I have discovered is that, you know, I really was taught or trained when I was younger that, you know, there's a right path 
you know, you're smart, you're good at this, so you should be doing this. And I would always listen to people talk about how they were loving what they were doing. And I was always like, so curious, like, what does that even look like? And um, through my life, what I have learned is that I can look back at everything I've done and there was purpose to it all, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't always my purpose. Um, It was like, oh, you know, a parent or a teacher saying you should be doing this. And so, okay, you know, I'm good at that. It's interesting. Let's try it. And just to know that none of it's wrong, but like Anita said, if you feel like if there's something inside of you, like prompting you to go a certain direction to listen to that because um like i would always think well what if it's the wrong way then what there's always it always leads you somewhere it might lead you to a closed door but when you're standing in front of the closed door there's another route. It's not like the end, no turning back. Like, I mean, if nothing else, you can always go back to where you came from. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, there's always something to be learned from. It's not wrong. Like, okay, well that didn't work out. That's okay. But what did I gain from all of that? Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's where people, I think they fear, like they're stuck in a, they say they're stuck in a job that they don't like. Or, you know, I can't find something that is really passionate, fulfills me. Try something else. Mm -hmm. Just try something else. And how can what you're doing right now actually create some passion? Mm -hmm. Because you can find some passion while you're looking for that next thing. And you almost have to, to create the hope or the drive or... It's almost trial and error, finding a little bit of what you like along the way and toss out what you don't like and keep finding more of what you do like. Yeah, I've always been a very like progress over perfection, like just get moving, like don't worry if it's perfect, like I will never be the person to say like I'm a perfectionist, like well no, find someone else, that's, I'm motion, get something out there. Put a cookbook up that's got wrong page numbers. Like, just get it out there. Go, move, do it. Yeah, but still, how many cookbooks did you sell? How many hits have you gotten? You know, yeah. those little mistakes. And yeah. it's always worked for me. And I actually just listened to a podcast on the way in that was talking about the most successful people in the world are the biggest companies and the biggest, most known people are, they're not, they don't come riding in on a white horse with a veil behind them. They are normal looking people. And that's what people resonate with. You know, there's that mid ground of people that are trying to look more elite than everyone else. But I, I stopped trying to like pretend that I was something elite or something more decorated than I was. And I just started like, I just want to be me because you can't, I can't like make everyone happy with my content or my material. So as long as I'm doing something that I enjoy throughout the process, like win game, like as long as I can cut my prop, like not make a loss and then keep moving. <laughs> Like, that's what makes me happy. And I just think about it. I think people think it's, like, so much more scary to, like, branch off and do something on the side. But I've never looked at it that way. I've always looked at it through, like, a little experiment. Like, all right. Like, my first thing is, okay, how can I not lose money on this? Like, I just need – here's where I need to make 
like just get my money back. And then anything from there takes the pressure off of me. And then I can just get with progress, momentum. Like, how can I level up? Like, what else could I do to spin this? Or how can I promote this? So it's, I just think of it as little experiments along the way. And some of those experiments like turned into a career. I didn't know that I could get into the fitness industry on a professional level. I thought I was just like a consumer of, you know, I am a personal training client um, and things like that. And I actually really wasn't a super big fan of like bikini competitors becoming coaches, which I'm not a bikini coach, but I am a personal trainer. And I was like, ah, I am that cliche, but it's a different, it's different. <laughs> but you were passion led because she's, you are 23, yep. 23, I'm 38, Miss Chris is maybe 32. <laughs> oh, so we are, we have a trickle of different generations. So she first started, she's just jumping out of college. She was going to college first for business, yep. then for heavy on Google and online stuff. And then her passions quickly led her into a position that her college helped her with, but her passions help lead you here, right? Yeah, absolutely. Same with the cookbook and all of that other stuff. You weren't expecting it, but it just kind of, if you kind of follow the messy trail, as long as it's yours and you're, you know, keep, as long as it's fun, like yeah. keep going wherever it ends. It doesn't, it does, matter. It doesn't mean that there's going to be moments of uncertainty or fear or feeling discouraged. Cause that you're going to have that if your life is crappy yeah. anyway. Right. But you're going to have it when you're leading towards your passions as well. It doesn't go away because such is life. Life is not easy. If the universe and God wasn't throwing you obstacles and things happening, it wouldn't would be, be growing. It's how you accept and receive it and then project it later. And how what you do with that, because we all have our own stuff to deal with, right? You know, Camille, what you said about like... Who are you? Mm -hmm. That's the name of my program, mm -hmm. Awaken Your True You. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because, like, what? Who are you? Like, you know, as we grow up, you know, as children, we're very just like curious about mm -hmm. everything. And then the world starts shaping us and telling us what we should or shouldn't do. And then as we get into like our 20s or mid 20s, we're just keep looking forward mm -hmm. to the next, like, marriage maybe and kids and a house and you know we forget about who we are sometimes mm -hmm. and so I think that that's just really like who are you and even though you go to school for one thing and you're really good in that um, and you enjoy it what what do you want to do because what you're you've had education with and your experience is all going to complement what you were really put on this earth to do. I mean, mm -hmm. each one of us being different people, I'll have a different passion, even though it might be all in the fitness industry. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're all in the fitness industry, mm -hmm. but it's all different. So, yeah. Like we all have our own unique thing to bring to the table. Mm -hmm. So like, it's just really who are you? Who do you want to be out in the world? And make them the same thing, mm -hmm. you know, like don't recreate yourself in a sense of being somebody that you're not. Right. We talk about that all the time in our like training meetings. And I brought up a couple points about some other trainers that I had learned from over a weekend course. And they, my coach said, don't be a dusty trainer, be a Camille trainer, find what works for you. 
and we'll do it that way. And I've always joked that I wanted to be not joked. I've always said that I wanted to be a life coach since I was 19. But I was like, who's gonna let a 19 year old tell her on their life? <laughs> yeah. I know I wouldn't. But she's been saying it. But she knows she's gotta. Yeah. And so I like it. I realized it after the fact that that's what I'm doing. It's just that's not my title. I'm a personal trainer, but I don't just send them their plans and carry on. Like they they look at the scale and they get upset and I can relate to them because I've been there and I can guide them through what helped me. And that's been an amazing process. Like I, I, I don't care what you call me. I, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, trying to guide other people through journeys that I've been on, even in a micro factor. Yeah, and you're focused on your weight loss journeys and there's a whole bunch of mental journeys that go along with it yeah now Chris you are also diving into a little bit more deeper aspect of where you're finding value within um, with with your life coaching and being successful with that obviously Um, what are a couple of tips I guess you could give to to anyone out there that would be to take a moment and how do you listen how do you hear your passions or how do you hear the horses calling? Oh, uh, I got woken up. I'll give my quick one. I got woken up and it was day, it was morning after morning. It was probably three, three weeks long. I'd wake up three, four in the morning and I would, nothing but horses were on my mind. So it was Pinterest. I was shopping for horses on Facebook. I don't have a farm. I didn't have anything, <laughs> but I was shopping. Uh-huh. Um, and then I started watching training videos. And then my husband's like, he followed me out one morning. And he's like, Anita, it's three in the morning. Are you okay? And I said, yeah, I'm just shopping for horses. And now I found a career conference from a woman who trains and I was very inspired by that I ended up going to who led me on a path to start my company. So I was a woman with a career that went to a career conference because my passions led me there. And my husband was was willing to go along for the ride. So mine came in a calling. I got woken up. Sometimes when you're in a daydream, could it, you know, could it be those are all just like, they're not your brain making things up. Right. Explore them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, oh, somebody said, you know, there's a thought in my head, go buy a horse, and the next day you go buy a right. horse. You start taking that journey. Yes. And maybe it meant that you just need to go on a trip or uh-huh. you're riding a horse for a week. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't know. But, um, What I have just found in my journey is that there was always something missing. You know, I I totally love everything I've done, but it just didn't feel right. But I just like pushed it, pushed it away. And there is so many, like the women that I trained for so many years, the same thing. Like they're looking for something outside of them to make them happy. They're looking at you know, like I want to be like this person or I want to be like this person. And my ideal client now, my clients now are all clients that feel like they're out in the world with a mask on, you know, they're not their true self. And so the work I do is just helping them to take that mask off and to the outside world, nobody knows the difference Mm -hmm. because they're really not wearing a mask, you know? Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, logistically, it's yeah. them, but they're out in the world a whole different person and in a beautiful way because they're living themselves out. Like they're showing their emotion when they're hurt, when they're happy, they're showing that happiness and they're dealing with whatever is coming their way and they're not making 
everything around them be about them. And so like um, that kind of went off in a direct different direction. But like when you start to build that relationship with yourself, you start trusting yourself. And so then when you hear things like this, mm-hmm. like Anita's horse calling or even like after this, I'm going to the Anoka County Jail to do an orientation to mm-hmm. serve women who are doing time. It was just something that came to me mm-hmm. and like, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Let's just see what yes. happens. I'm going to go there. I'm going to find out what it is and it might not come to anything, but I'm going to feel and experience something mm-hmm. in the meantime that's going to lead me to something else. Yeah. And it's just like, don't push those little, whether they're quiet little voices or a loud voice mm-hmm. that you hear over and over and over, listen to them. Mm-hmm. They're, they're part of you. It's that you trying to come out and push you into, like the truth is, it's not fake that people are out there loving what they do every single day. And I used to say that I was, because I did, but like in the inside, it was just like, "Mm, not really. Like the weekend was always too short. The days were always too long. Um, And it's true that you actually can wake up on fire every morning Mm -hmm. for real, go to bed and just have done an amazing day. Not that like it's 50, 50, you're still going to have days that just really aren't amazing, but there's a difference Mm -hmm. in that those days that are maybe a little more negative, you know how to get out of that. You're not at the effect of what's going on. And you don't carry it through. Yeah. Yeah. You just know it's temporary. Absolutely. Yeah. And you bounce back quicker. Yeah. And when you're in that place of like your high flying disc, you can you can stay there easier and you can deflect more negative energy kind of away from you, just kind of let it pass you by. Whereas if you're so reactive, if you're constantly, you're just like, life is hard, life is hard. I see this in my clients, I see this in people, in my peers. Uh, everything is just so hard. It doesn't have to be. You can find a way to make it easy. You can find a way to make it enjoyable. Um, even on the podcast, they were talking about how we think things are going to be hard, like working out is going to be hard, Mm -hmm. but you can think of it as it's going to be empowering. Mm -hmm. It's going to be worth it. You're going to be prideful of it. And I'm like, well, that's much better way to look at it. You're going to have to do it anyway. Yeah. I mean, that's the tool that we use. Yeah. I guess life coach, like if you're thinking it's going to be hard, the result you're going to get is it's going to be hard. Absolutely. And can you look at like, you can maybe think this is going to be hard, but it's going to be awesome at the mm-hmm. same time. Mm-hmm. That is just going to be, yeah, I'm going to go to the gym, sweat, lift some heavy weights. Somebody's going to kick my butt mm-hmm. and it's going to be an amazing time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's your perspective while you're in the moment. And I think um, just because we've all been in the, in the competition mode before, that taking on a big journey to do that and then do a show, there's so many people that spent weeks and months preparing and then they're nothing but grumpy butts at the show. It's like, why'd you even come? You know, your choice was to be here, enlighten yourself while you're here. You made it and they still can't get out of the cloud. And I think it's a big way you come into any situation 
um, especially a passion-driven one, is have that positive perspective when, when that calling is coming to you. You know, you're going to be uneasy, but be positive about it. And, and can I just say, too, that really from all the work that I have done and looking back in the fitness industry, so many people are going into that competition and taking the judgment from the judges mm-hmm. as meaning something about them. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with you. Like you have to step on the stage being solid mm-hmm. in who you are and the reasons you did this. And it doesn't matter what anybody thinks. Mm-hmm. Like if the judges put you in last place, that doesn't mean anything about your value, no. about your worth, your journey, about- your efforts towards getting to stage. Yeah. They don't know your journey. They just have to take everything out of context and judge a body, you know, and it just is what it is. But I mean, emotions are attached to humans and people get caught up with it. But yeah, the judges are just there to judge a body, you know. So, yeah, if you're going in thinking that that first place means something to you mm-hmm. about you like who you are right. and you, you know, it's the wrong Looking mindset. The wrong yeah, absolutely. So to shift gears a little bit, do you notice in your daily lives, any micro moments where you choose to kind of set the curve in the opposite direction? Um, like, let me give you an example. Uh, yesterday I had been staring at my dirty dishwasher for days and days and days. And I decided today I was like, I'm cleaning it. I don't care if I'm late for work. Like I want to live better than this. I wanted to raise my own standard and clean my stupid dishwasher. Mm-hmm. Do you have any like moments in your day-to-day life where you're just like, nope, I'm raising my standard. Like I want to live, I want to hold myself to a higher standard, like rise to the challenge, like book an extra meeting, you know, set yourself up for success. Mm-hmm. Do you have moments like that where you're like, well, I could choose lazy or I could choose improvement. <laughs> Do you want to go first? Well, yeah, I know because that's what life coaches do. I mean, I have a life coach that I just got off the phone with this morning who, you know, gives me a mind adjustment, Mm -hmm. opens up my brain and shows me what's going on in there. Um, And that's what I do for my clients. And I do it for myself. I mean, we self-coach as well. And For me, I plan out my day. So I'm a huge project manager, um, life manager. I plan out the year by the quarter and, um, and I plan out my day and knowing that when it comes to cleaning the dishwasher that I scheduled, I'm not going to want to do it. And then I just watch my brain, Mm -hmm. throw a temper tantrum (laughs) and do it anyway. Like, yep, it's okay. I'm doing this anyway. Um, and, and that's just it. But there are still things that I put on the list and keep carrying over. And I'm like, okay, today's the day. Bang, bang, bang. Can you get it done? Yeah. Um, for me, I'm definitely not a planner. So I'm a complete opposite. Mm -hmm. I'm, I can, I called myself gypsy style a lot of times. Um, so I kind of on a whim, I think I get, I was raised a farm kid and I think I worked And I didn't work as hard as my parents, but I worked so hard all the time that it's really hard to get out of that work hard to get achievement mentality. So I a lot of times have to check myself to be like, you don't have to work 15 hours today, Anita. Put the rhinestone thing down, you know, and I'm such a work, work, workaholic that I really love to think and get out of the box and and project a system or a production plan type of a 
formula. And lately I've been busy, busy, busy body. So honestly, I had a little epiphany probably less than a week ago. And I said, what are you doing? This is your business. This, these are the things you don't want to do with the business. And these are the things you do. You need to stop doing and running around and you need to think more and you need to plan more or project the different direction with the the company, the visionary again. And I'm better at that. I can do the do, but I'm better at the visionary. And that's where I'm going to get out ahead. I keep telling people right now I'm working on a slingshot. So I'm going to pull back. No is going to come out of my mouth right now because I'm scrambling and I want to pull back to be completely ready to project forward. So that is, I had that moment probably a week ago and the money might shift. There might be a change in my day to day, but I'm willing to take all of those risks to be create a better and a more happy day for me and my environment for my family. Well, and just to throw something in there, that's why I love planning my day out because the first thing I plan is my personal time. Mm-hmm. Because it's too easy being so doers, easy, being yeah. like just like out there doing it to just like do, 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 do. Yeah. And in that time for creative time, you know, scheduling creative time and downtime. And we can get a lot more work done in less time than we think. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's so important for me to plan. And otherwise, I'm not a hot mess. So maybe that's where I'm headed with the full back is better planning, better everything. You're a plan. I'm letting my pendulum swing. I haven't, um, I very much, I had last year on my birthday in July, I had five jobs and now I have one. And I'm, this is the least I've ever done. I didn't do, and it's like weird. I'm oddly proud of not doing anything for, the, a for a change type of a thing. Super. Like I didn't, I played Frisbee golf like 15 times this summer. Like I relaxed and I tried to enjoy um, working. Didn't feel good for me for the first time ever. Um, relaxing felt better. And I know that I've always been a doer. So I was like, it'll come back. Yeah. Like I'm not going to worry about it. Um, it's, it was really hard for me to like slow down at first, but then when I like, I had to practice not doing anything. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't get back on Sunday and like do everything, I would have an anxious breakdown. And now I'm like, if I don't get back on Sunday, I'm like, cool, I'll do it on Monday. No big deal. I'm just letting my pendulum swing from doing all the things to doing none of the things. And then when it comes back, I'm going to be doing the things that I like to do and that are for me and that. I enjoy so that I can keep my cup filled and keep overflowing that to other people. Like, and I think that's the main thing as, as you're changing with age and changes in your life and adding people in or kids or husbands or whatever, or jobs, you've got to allow it to change and swing a little bit, not be so hard on yourself. If you are taking a break, enjoying and slowing down because going out and playing Frisbee, you could have a moment and, you know, create a new business off of oh, that yeah. moment just by being passion driven and led, even if it's more leisure led right now. Yeah. And I'm, I still, I'll be woken up in the middle of the night and I'll write down a recipe or like an idea for something. I like, will think sometimes like I'll see myself walking on stage. I don't know what stage it is. I don't know who I'm talking to, but sometimes that's how thoughts come in. And so I just try to write those down. I'm not, I don't have any plans, but I've given up on having a plan for like my, well, I was the one, three, five, 10, 15 kind of planner. Mm-hmm. Check it every year, twice a year, see how I'm doing. And when I switched careers like a year and a half ago, I was like, well, we got to throw that whole thing out. <laughs> I got to start fresh. So then I'm just like, okay, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to be doing in five years, but I know that I will be doing something I enjoy because yeah. that's where I'm at. Like I 
saw too many presenters from public, um, from, you know, very successful financially people that said they weren't happy and they made a career shift when they were 60. And uh, that scared me, but excited me that you can change at any time and do something you like doing. And I was like, well, I want the car, the house, the kids, the dog. I want those things. And they had those things and they weren't happy. And I was like, well, screw that. I don't know if I want any of the other stuff, but all I know is I want happy. And they stopped doing whatever they were doing and started doing something they like doing. I think a lot of women don't get to experience that at a young age. They're too busy. They were When they were teenagers, a lot of time dreaming up the wedding and the husband and the mm-hmm. kids and the house. You're dreaming, dreaming, dreaming. And then you finally have it happening. And you're just trying to check everything off the list almost sometimes. Yeah. And not saying none of the, no, not yeah. those things can't bring fulfillment. But a lot of time women at many levels, so many times I heard women say, well, when my kids are older, then I'm going to, then you're going to care about your life. Then you're going to live through. How about have your children learn through you and watch you doing that? That um, is why I'm doing what I'm doing because we're bringing up, the next generation yeah and it's all we it's not taught in school Mm -mm. like how to take care of yourself how to manage your emotions how to see your emotions Mm -hmm. and feel them and so like if I can get to every woman out there who's going to teach the women around them the young kids Mm -hmm. you know we can start changing absolutely and a lot of times when we're meeting the women when they're hitting that fitness journey we would have liked to have met them five years before that, you mm-hmm. know, and helped a little bit along the way before they've come to find different answers. Not all women, but some. And so I really think that that talking to them when they're younger and just being able to look inward and project outwards and empowerment with yourself and other people. When I help someone else feel empowered, I, I get to feel it too. And it's like a double whammy too, you know? So if the sure. more uplifting everyone can give each other, the more you give yourself. And um, I always have a big thing. It's like, who's, you know, you always have that voice in your head, that one that runs through everything and helps with your planning and your day and all of that is what, what is that voice and how is that voice speaking to you? Is it your cheerleader? Is it your best friend? Or is it the one bullying you saying you're not good enough? You know, if there's a morning I got to get up early, I've got my cheerleader. Get up. We can do it. Today's going to be great. Who cares what time it is? Here we go. Here we go. You know, you want that person waking you up in the morning instead of the, oh, no, quick hit the snooze. We can try to sleep for five more minutes. No, you don't want to get up yet. So it's almost like you get to control that crazy little voice in your head. You know, who do who are you? And even that voice that's okay if that voice is there, right? Yeah. I mean, that is, that's our primitive brain. Absolutely. Like telling us we should just stay where it's nice and cozy. Don't go out in the world. And, you know, it's okay for you to just argue. Uh Just like, uh, no, it's okay. Yeah, it is comfy here, but I've got things to do. Mm -hmm. So you can totally argue with that. That's Mm -hmm. like so many women like beating themselves up. Like, you can pause mm-hmm. and step outside of yourself and yep. say, uh, "No, yep, no, you're not you going to talk to me." It's like a lot that of today. when the vo- yeah. the words like that are coming at. I was just kind of dive and be like, "Go on by yeah. me." I let me, I want to hear until I hear a good positive one. I'll hang on to that one. That one I'm like Velcro and glue. I'll hang on to the positive affirmations, mm-hmm. the one that's going to help me get out of bed. I mean, I used to hate mornings, but then it's like. 
Well, if I tell everyone I hate mornings and I think that I hate mornings, when I have nothing against it, I'm self-creating. I am already creating that the morning is going to be terrible. So it was a lot of what was I didn't like about it or, you know, was it the time or anything? So once I eliminated certain things that I was putting up as a blocking, mornings are beautiful. It doesn't matter. Time of day, I'll get up. Doesn't matter. Don't even matter. Doesn't matter anymore. But we put up those blocks. We build those walls with the little voices in our head or the outside voices of friends and family, the ones that can influence you and mislead you sometimes for their own intentions. Not, not, not intentionally. But yeah. yeah, and it's not bad. But finding that voice or that passion, and it might be very unique to who you've been for a long time, but it doesn't mean it's not who you are or who you'd like to be or find enjoyment with. The first time that I realized that like that little voice lies to yourself, like you lie to yourself, I was like, oh, thank God. Like, <laughs> she was getting annoying. Like, I think I recognize that not everything you repeat back to yourself is true. And I was, that was such a freeing moment for me. Cause I was like, okay, now I can go back and run them all through once more. And I can pick out the ones I want and just leave the ones I don't want. Be like, oh, no, that was just a lie. Keep moving on. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when I listen into that self-talk, I was like, okay, I have to go back and change it. And when you said that you, like, you hold on to the beliefs and theories of, like, your parents, those are your, your primal figures growing up, I actually had a dream, super graphic. My dad, it, figurative, my dad shot my mom in the head in this dream. And it was right after reading a long article about neuroticism and like how the familiar, how you build your ecosystem around what your family's beliefs are. Mm-hmm. And when I realized, I was like, okay, my family's beliefs aren't necessarily mine. I have to go through as an adult and revisit all of those on my own terms with all of my experiences and like mm-hmm. just check all of them over again once more and be like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, that one, though that was believed in my household. I don't own that one. I just, that one's just there. Yeah. That was a huge moment. I actually had like a super graphic dream to go along with it that I was like, oh, okay. I am my own thoughts now, which was a cool connective. Yeah. Way to think about it. Mm-hmm. By the way, her parents have a loving, beautiful relationship. Yeah, no, super so that's parents. why it's super far-fetched. And that doesn't mean that we carry something yeah. like from a beautiful relationship, mm-hmm. we can interpret. It's like all three of us being in the same room, watching the same movie. All three of us are interpreting oh, yeah. that movie mm-hmm. so much differently. Yeah. So that's all it is. Yeah, it's absolutely. not that it's right or it's wrong. Uh-huh. It's just what our kind of version. Movie do you want to watch? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I'm watching comedy. Our version, <laughs> and then, you know, the belief system. So anytime you can be with a group of individuals in a certain community or your family, and a belief system will start to get formed within one another. And there's nothing wrong with all of that. But again, you've got to be true to what what you're feeling and your beliefs are, and what your passions are, and leading towards positivity. I think is the main thing. Is you can have a lot of beliefs, but if they ignite negativity and anger and, you know, all of that other stuff that go along with it, then that's a belief that's going to lead you to failure. Well, and I talk a lot about how that belief makes you feel. So if it makes you feel like closed mm-hmm. in, pulls in, just, just like, yeah, you, know, you pull so, in, then it's like, 
being aware of, hmm, that's interesting. What's mm-hmm. going on? And how do, do I want to protect myself here? Mm-hmm. Do I need to? Is something hurting me or not? Mm-hmm. And how can I breathe into it and open up and experience everything fully? Mm-hmm. And that, like, I'm still going through that for me in my life, but there's a lot of protection going on. And just like, hmm, what is really happening? I'm not getting hurt. Mm -hmm. I can open up. Let me experience this. And then you just like, yeah, what's going on in your body? I call it the chest test. Does my chest feel expanded? Like, can I breathe? Or does this make me want, like, does it make me feel like my chest is collapsing? Mm -hmm. It was like, they talked about a lot in the Happy for No Reason book that I just read. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, got that. Anger, jealousy, contraction, freeness, passion, energy. Got it. Yes. I was like, that's my my chest test. I yes. like close and like, okay, which way is it going? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's an easy one for anybody to just Because you can feel Absolutely. it. You can test. You can, you can feel see, it. Does this feel good? But you have to pay attention. You do have to stop. Because pause. people are, so many people are closing off their emotion, right? So yeah. they're not wanting to feel it. They've mm-hmm. learned how to not deal mm-hmm. with it. So just start paying attention. Like in our world, we really have very little reason to think that we're going to get hurt. Like, right. you know, Actual, protect ourselves. Real. Yeah. I mean, it does happen, right? But yeah. we're protecting ourselves for something that's really not physically harmful. Mm-hmm. So like start paying attention to what's going on in your body. Mm-hmm. And what you were talking about, like leaning into the positivity, like it sounds like, oh yeah, just choose positive. But I definitely understand what it's like to be in that like negative rut. But, and it's no accident to fall into positivity. It, it should be an intentional like cultivation. Mm-hmm. My, even my, but basically mother-in-law, whatever, Sean's mom, she said, you know, I can tell you're really happy, but I can tell that that's not an accident. Mm-hmm. Like I can see that you go out of your way to cultivate that happiness. And I was like, you know, I hadn't never really thought about it that way, but I definitely do put a lot of steps in planning and preparation and like create my happy bubble. Like, of course I'm sitting inside of my happy bubble because it's a good place to be, but I built each side mm-hmm. of that happy bubble with podcasts, with books, with positive friends with mentors passion led empowered with sunshine good people Mm -hmm. like it's i've gone out of my way to pick and choose and put those in my little fairy garden Mm -hmm. and that's where i sit now but it it was cool to see that recognized because i hadn't even put Mm -hmm. that together but i was like you know it is no accident that this is happening well and to the statement that you have to create it it's Mm -hmm. not going to just happen Mm -hmm. to you Mm -hmm. you have to create it it's not easy Mm-mm. it's intentional, mm-hmm. like you said. Very intentional, and especially trying to find it and create it in hard moments with hard career, work, life, fitness, anything. If you can take a hard moment, spin it to be fun, positive, and now someone else, somehow they're like, how is that person having fun changing a diaper? You know what I mean? But sometimes you just got to do what you got to do, and it's how, how you bring yourself to the table and bring your perspective towards anything, mm-hmm. everything. That little baby feels your energy when you're changing that Mm -hmm. diaper. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Same for horses. I think that's why I couldn't catch Nash for a while. I was just too round up when I Mm -hmm. saw him and I was on a time clock and I only get to see you for 45 minutes. And the horse is like, I have all day. You're going to have all day if you want to catch me, okay? <laughs> I had to get in my zen zone, putting my little puppy booties on my little Yorkie today. Yes. And I was like, okay, little guy. We're and I think that's why a lot of times, some not to go off topic, but I think sometimes why humans do relate to animals because 
they can feel your vibrations and they can feel who you are and you can connect on different levels without trying to fulfill other, you know what I mean? There's different fulfillment with them. But animals are a whole other topic. I oh, yeah. <laughs> Ozzy's my little, like, pet detector for who's a good person, who's a bad person. Right. You oh, walk yeah. into my home and you get a growl, you walk right back out. <laughs> Sorry, my dog doesn't prove. He's got a sense. <laughs> so with the kind of lead off here, we're rolling into 40 minutes. Yeah. But I want to make sure that we kind of both kind of, or all three of us can kind of rephrase what passion-led empowerment or what variation of that that we can all kind of gift a little something to them so then they can kind of walk away with that positive voice in their head repeating it back to them basically find a moment in each day that you can choose to be better than you were yesterday in any way shape or form could be health could be fitness could be personal development just find one way each day to consciously be better even if it's holding the the door or giving a compliment to start Mm -hmm. right or just replacing one negative helping a co-worker just one don't hold yourself to a ton just one because it's compound interest. Mm-hmm. I would say even if the passion is, is there and you're feeling it, and even though other people around you aren't seeing it yet, it doesn't mean that you can't still look up and learn pursue, and yeah. pursue and, um, and start to formulate a plan or dream. I think a lot of times we think dreaming is much more than it is, you know, it's more of that daydream that you can get into that your passion brought you there and it made you happy. Mm-hmm. Find that moment again. If the day gets really, really hard and nothing's in your favor, if you can snag 10 minutes to meditate, quick nap, it will help you refocus and allow yourself to start again. There's many days where I was like, going to start my day over. And you know what? I started it over on a much positive note. There's no reason you can't restart your day in the middle of the day. So passions can also just give you the opportunity to inspire yourself and others see that when you're leading your own way and you're inspired throughout the day, the person at the gas station notices the lady that you let ahead of her at the checkout, they notice and hopefully you rubbed off a little bit mm-hmm. on them because that's all you can give to someone you don't know is a little bit of love and positivity. And if you can give that out, the universe and everything will find a way to give it back to you as well. Yeah. And I guess for me, you both said it really well, but I think for me, it's really noticing what is it in your life that you're not enjoying and why? Like, are you blaming others like that job just sucks because of everybody else and a new job is not going to change that for you so you have you know really look at what can you do within you to make that amazing and really when people are talking about wanting to follow their passion but they're afraid because of their salary and their job First, start creating an amazing experience at work Mm -hmm. and then that when you're doing that, your creativity opens up and that's when you can start changing and start designing your true life because then you unlock your brain and open up to the possibility of what can be. And maybe it's with where you're at right now and offering something whole, you know, something wholly different and empowering for the company. Or maybe it's off on your own doing something else, or maybe it's a combination. You've got your career and you're feeling empowered, lifting your team up, 
and then out in the world doing something fun on the mm -hmm. side. Mm -hmm. Creating a balance all within it and just mm -hmm. creating a lifestyle that you can wake up happy to, you know. Yeah, embrace. create your own lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Cultivate it the way you want it to be. And keep trying. Keep science experiment. Keep evolving. Yeah, yeah and start writing down why it's not happy. Mm -hmm. Like, who are you blaming other people? You know, start looking inside of yourself yeah. as to why you're excuses not be gone, right? Who yeah. are you blaming? What excuses? There's so many times that you're you can create excuses and you don't even realize it that you've been saying it all along. You're like, that was a big excuse for the last five years. Mm -hmm. Let's go now. We can do it. Um, thank you so much for coming thank with you. And being with us thank today. So much. It was a joy. I hope we've inspired some people to take take a moment and drive forward to find their passion and lead themselves to a life of empowerment. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. Bye.